Greed is just one thing. Envy is just one thing. What about narcissism? What about somebody who steals? Steals money from you. I can tell you right now, people have stolen money from me. And you know what they try to do? They try to turn the story around and say, I've done something to them. As you rise up, people will use your good name to get attention to themselves and flip that story around, boy. I'm going to give you a warning from the school of hard knocks. This is the law of the jungle. It's a jungle out there, and there's more exploitative people. I'm not going to call them bad. I'm not going to call them bad, but exploitative is the exact accurate scientific word for it. And if you are not careful, exploitative people will take 10 years off your life, whether it's in a relationship, dating, marriage, business partners. I just had five millionaires that were teaching a course, a new course that I'm doing. And I went around the room. I said, what's the number one mistake each of you made? on your path from rags to riches. One by one, unrehearsed, uncoordinated, they went, wrong business partner, greedy business partner, a business partner who wasn't happy that we were both making money, but was concerned that I was making a tad bit more money than they were, even though that greedy person was making millions of dollars. Do not ever surround yourself with a greedy person it's okay to surround yourself with an ambitious person. I'm not talking about greed, baby. Greed. Greed is a beast. Envious person. A person whose only, only reason for writing you, for contacting you, is to drag you down because they can't stand the fact that you're rising when they're staying status quo. Man, you get that envious person out of your life. I will tell you, I know personally, some of the people that people look up to in this business world, we live... We live in, and I, I know them, and there's some greed. Nothing wrong with ambition. Nothing wrong with liking some material things. Nothing like wrong with liking financial freedom. The definition of greed is very simple. Greed is more. You know, one of the greediest people was the first billionaire in history, J. Paul Getty. And his grandson was kidnapped. And the hostage taker said, we want, I think it was the equivalent of roughly $10 million. And he said, no, I ain't paying $10 million. His only grandson, he was a billionaire, mind you. And a reporter came and said, Mr. Getty, you sure you just don't want to pay the 10, I think it was 17 million now that I remember. You sure you don't just want to pay that? You have a billion dollars. It's your only grandson. How much is enough? And J. Paul Getty said, more. See, it wasn't a number. That's greed. If your goal is to make a million bucks because you've calculated that's how much you need to retire on, that's not greed. That's goal setting. That's logic. But when your goal is, oh, I've made a million. Now I got to make a hundred million. Why do you have to make a hundred million? Why? I'll say this. Look, I was looking at Jeff Bezos. I, I admire Jeff Bezos in many ways. But would I want to be Jeff Bezos? I don't know. It looks like he's working too hard. He's 54 and looks like he's 64. And and that woe to me to judge. I'm just using this as an illustrative purpose. And, and sorry, Mr. Bezos, if you're watching this, I don't mean to disrespect you. But hypothetically, if I could get more, but I would burn myself out along the way, what's the point? What is the profit of man to gain the world but lose his soul or a woman? 
What is a profit a man or a woman to gain the world but lose their health? That's what happened to Steve Jobs. And I'm not saying Steve Jobs, you know, it was directly from working. But I will tell you this. You get too greedy, you work too hard, and that's all you'll have in life, money. But you'll have nothing else. You'll have no soul. You'll have no friends. You'll have no happiness. You won't see the world. You won't have the experiences that people have. So forget greedy people. Kick them out of your life. You know what happened to the grandson? Grandson's ear was cut off. And even then, J. Paul Getty would not pay the money until he could figure out how to tax deduct it. And that man died alone. Johnny Carson, one of the greatest, you know, he had a talk show. Before Jimmy Kimmel and all this, there was J. Paul, there was uh, uh, Johnny Carson. And it's a sad book to read, his biography. He died at uh, Cedar sinai Hospital, Hollywood, Beverly Hills. His family was a few miles away. Not one of them came to his deathbed. He died alone. But I digress. I was talking about the people to keep out of your life. That's what I'm talking about. Greed is just one thing. Envy is just one thing. What about narcissism? What about somebody who steals? Steals money from you. I can tell you right now, people have stolen money from me. And you know what they try to do? They try to turn the story around and say, I've done something to them. As you rise up, people will use your good name to get attention to themselves and flip that story around, boy. And I've learned, I never understood, how can people flip this story around? How can they manipulate it to where they didn't do anything wrong? And then I began to study the science of narcissism, and I read an article that scientists have discovered that a part of the brain, you know, we have gray matter in our brain, this substance in our brain, and it's lacking in certain areas for narcissists, meaning they actually don't have the brain power to be empathetic. They don't have the brain power to see things from your perspective. Cut that person out of your life. Not because you are judging them to the extent of calling them an evil person. Don't call, yeah, there's not many evil people in this world. There's a few evil people, serial killers and things like that. But most people that exploit you, all I'm saying is, cut them out of your life. You don't have to make the decision. You don't have to be God and be judge, jury, and say, this is an evil person. Just be like, this person exploits me. This person doesn't see my side of the story. Sometimes you talk to people and you're like, bro, you don't see the hypocrisy. I'll give you an example. And I won't even bring this person up too specifically because it might be recognized. But you ever have somebody accuse you of something that they did to you? And I will tell you a story. A few years ago, I went on a date with a girl. Now, we had had a date set for Monday night. She texted me last minute, hey, something came up. I can't be there Monday night. So I'm like, no problem. We'll meet up another time. About a week later, we re, uh, rearrange and reset the date. So I get there. It's a week later. And I'm like five minutes late. And I walk in the door. And she's like, uh, hello. I'm like, what? She's like, we're supposed to meet at seven. It's 7.05. And I'm like, what? Is this the person who canceled last week? Last minute for no good reason. And I was just okay with it. And now you're not okay with having to wait five minutes. Just ask yourself that. Have you been in or are you currently with somebody who has that type mindset. They do something to you and you do something similar on accident that's not even as bad 
and they call you out on it. Exploitative person, probably narcissistic, probably is lacking gray matter in their brain. So don't even judge them. Just be, it's kind of like a handicapped person. They're literally handicapped. They do not have the capacity to see the hypocrisy, the two-sided nature of, of who they have become. And so forget it, man. Just move on. You know what I did with that person? I didn't get angry. Didn't write them anything nasty. I mean, I said something right then, like chill out, but I didn't go on another date with them. And I didn't, I kept that date nice and short. It was like, Okay, let's have coffee. We talk, we're cordial. And it's like, this was great. You know, I got to go and you're out the door. Do that more often with people. Now, I want to give one warning before I get off here. I, I was lifting weights late here. The only way you can mess this up is if you're the person who's watching, who doesn't have the gray matter, <laughs> the, who is the narcissist. And it's very easy to say it's other people. Make sure you run it by other people who are actually objective and say, let me tell you both sides of the story. Is this your, am I, am I seeing this wrong? Make sure you have some people in your life that can call you out when you're the hypocrite. When you're the hypocrite, because it's very easy to say, hear me talk about this and go, oh yeah, I know other people like that. Just make sure it's not you because the math in the world is somebody's gotta be that person who's the narcissist. Somebody has to be that person who's the exploitative person. And to be honest, I'm sure it's been me sometimes. Uh, no one's an angel in this life, man. You meet somebody, it's just like politicians. The ones who call out gay people the most, the ones who call out <laughs> criminals the most, they're always the criminals themselves. Just every, the news, just watch the news. People calling out people are the ones who eventually get called out. I'm not calling out specific people. What I am saying is you need to build a bubble around yourself. And that bubble is hard to get through that bubble and to be in your social circle. Make sure your social circle is full of people who objectively, objectively, at least have 50-50 reciprocal altruism. So I'm gonna leave you with this, real practical way, real practical way to know how this thing works. Reciprocal altruism means you scratch my back, I scratch yours. If you have a friend, you help them move one Saturday, they're moving to a new apartment or something. And then the next time you need a hand, they don't show up for no good reason. That's an exploitative person. Hi, I'm Arusha Pires, host of a new podcast called Investing with IBD. Here are a few snippets from the conversations that we're having. Facebook, you know, it's coming back. I was really treating it as a counter trend kind of stock. You have these really fast moving stocks. You want to have a little bit slower moving stocks yeah, also definitely. in your portfolio. What Bill observed after sitting through many market corrections is that the market will come down, but you need to wait a few days and see if there's going to be continued power. And that's where he came up with the follow through day concept. One of the most interesting things is, you know, utilities have actually been very, very strong over the last 52 weeks. The work that we've done on yield curve inversion suggests that after the yield curve inverts, over the next year, utility performance is actually not that good. Come join the conversation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Be careful all you entrepreneurs who your business partners are. Who do we got here? See if we got a good enough connection. What's Hello. up? Hey. What's your name? Hello. My name is Joseph. What's up, Joseph? Where are you at? 
I was in my bed about to go to sleep for work. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do for work? Where do you live? I live in San Diego. All right. Good city. What do you do for work these days? I work at a fast food chain. So what's the long-term plan? Well, I'm still trying to figure that out, but my real goal is financial freedom. I've been uh, talking to a lot of people who are like mentors and stuff, but they all kind of just like fade away and they don't really talk to me anymore. So I just follow your course. I buy your course and then I'm in the SMMA program. Okay. I started my own um, online brand. Okay. It's called Billions Industry. Okay. Um, and that's pretty much it. So far. You know, let me give you this one little piece of advice before I jump off here. At some point in your life, do sales. Get a sales job. It could be part-time. It could be full-time. Anything. Don't even try to make a ton of money. Just try to, to tackle sales skills. The most, the skill that makes billions, if you look at billionaires, the average billionaire, 60% of them started in sales. So if you can find any kind of job in San Diego, selling vacuums, selling insurance, selling real estate, anything that gets you in sales, because by learning persuasion, you learn to read people, you learn psychology, and you learn if you want to build a personal brand, you're going to have to convince people persuasively that you're in, you're the person that they should listen to. And that takes sales and persuasion skills. So, Joseph, uh, mm -hmm. that is my best advice to someone starting out. You can keep, you know, if you can want to keep the fast food job, that's fine. But try to find something, even if it's just once a week on a Saturday. And the good news about okay. sales companies, they're always hiring because they're on commissions. So you look in the paper, any kind of sales job, literally, it can be, and so, they used to sell encyclopedias door to door. It could be selling food. It can be working. Phone sales is okay, too. Even a, even a stupid sales job is better than the average job that people have. I see. Ty, I don't want to bother you for too long. Can I just ask you one question? Yeah. So this one mentor I talked to, right? He told me yeah. to go back to school. And I know you're always um, saying a little bit different about school. But this time he told me to go back to school, not for general ed, but for myself. So okay. he told me to take intro to business, financial planning, and um, intro to investments. Because he made me read a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, so I can gain a better foundation. Do you think that's the right move? or? Well, I'll tell you this. Um, do, I would, were you in college before? I started for a week and then I dropped out so I can start my own brand. Do you love college when you were there? Have you liked school? Um, I mean, school's not bad for me. When I went to high school, it was pretty fun. I, I don't like. I don't care about the working stuff. It's fine. Balance is the answer. Balanced approach. Take one class. Take one class. This is the problem in the modern world: is that everybody's extreme. It's either take you know so many hours of college full time for four years that you burn out. You don't learn anything. You're constantly memorizing it. Or people just middle ground. And I think the middle ground, take a class. Take a business class if you want to. Just take mm -hmm. an economics class. Who cares? Try one. Do it at a community college. But I would not give up the other opportunities that you have, too. Keep working on building your brand at the same time. Um, try to get a sales job. Man, you got a lot of time in this world. You got, you know, do you have kids? Do you have a, a whole bunch of debt? Or are you pretty, pretty free as long as you pay your bills? Um, I'm 18. <laughs> so yeah, you're 18, free. man. Try a lot of stuff. Try a lot of stuff. That is my advice to you. And anybody okay. who tells you to completely lock yourself in, 
at the at at really any age. I don't care if you're 18 or 80. Don't lock yourself in, man. Move around, do different things. It keeps life interesting and fun. You should have a focus, but focus. You are focused. You're focused on becoming su- successful, and there's multiple components. So, don't take a ton of classes. In my opinion, I would not go full on no, no, for business. Okay. Business is learned in the trenches, baby. It's in the trenches, right down in there, right? Talking to a customer on customer support, sales, building a Facebook campaign, building a website, trying to get your Instagram to grow. All those things, that those things right there are where you learn business. And if you want to learn a little theory, I like books and there's nothing wrong with that. So take a class. They're usually not that expensive, man. You know what else you could do? What could I do? Ask a friend who takes a class if you can just sit in with them. A lot of times the professors just let you sit in. It's way better. You don't have to take the exam and you get all the learning and you don't have to spend any money. That's what I do. Who cares? A community college degree ain't gonna help you in life. I can I can tell you that right now. So No, yeah, I don't I don't mean I don't really plan on graduating. Like I said, I'm going just for myself. Yeah. Then go find a friend in college. Start with this. Always you know the law of attraction. I'm gonna tell you, I believe in the law of attraction, but I don't believe in the law of attraction as most people use it. Most people have an incomplete version. The law of attraction, look at the word attraction. The first word in it is attract, attract. That means Mm -hmm. mental. You have to start thinking about what you want to attract in your life. The second part of that word, the law of attraction is action. So take a micro action, not a big action. So a micro action is next week, find a friend who's at college, any college say, Hey, can I tag along? and sit in on some big classroom. You can usually get permission from the professors. You sit in there and you just listen in on the class and you learn and then you walk out and it didn't cost you anything. You don't have to worry about exam. All the other kids in there are cramming to memorize stuff. You're actually absorbing it. Hi, I'm Arusha Pires, host of a new podcast called Investing with IBD. Here are a few snippets from the conversations that we're having. Ah, Facebook, you know, it's coming back. I was really treating it as a counter trend kind of stock. You have these really fast moving stocks. You want to have a little bit slower moving stocks yeah, also definitely. in your portfolio. What Bill observed after sitting through many market corrections is that the market will come down, but you need to wait a few days and see if there's going to be continued power. And that's where he came up with the follow-through day concept. One of the most interesting things is, you know, utilities have actually been very, very strong over the last 52 weeks. The work that we've done on yield curve inversion suggests that after the yield curve inverts, over the next year, utility performance is actually not that good. Come join the conversation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.